Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Robocast Newsweek podcast with me, Sam. And me, Jevon. Jevon. Sam. Where were we last week, Jevon? Oh, it was a it was a roller coaster last week. Um I I hit the loop and uh He fell off. The ride, <laughs> fell off. The, the ride broke down. <laughs> um, so that's a rescue from the uh from the top of the loop, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. They 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 had to rescue me. Um and uh yeah. Happily I survived and um I'm I'm back again this week. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Good to hear, my my good friend. Um we actually did miss out the week for a reason, um, as well as the fact that there was just so much going on because BattleBots was in the middle of filming. We couldn't possibly cover everything. No, um, there was it was mad last week. There was so much. Yeah, we would have been here for for weeks. Trust me, it wouldn't have been worth it. Um, this week, however, things have calmed down a lot more, uh, mostly due to the fact that BattleBots 2020 has finished filming uh, successfully. I believe um, nothing yeah, has I, um, been delayed too so. much. Um, I was I was saying the other night. Um, I sort of find this time even more exciting because it's filmed, it's done. We know it's going to be in the editing stages and then it's going to come to us in the very not too distant future. So uh, yeah, it's exciting times. Um, it's it's so close now. We're, we're nearly there. Yep. Uh, don't forget, we will um, be covering every single robot as and when they are released to the public uh, in a yearly preview that we tend to do uh jevon's of course joining us for that this year um it's gonna be the yeah. four of us which would be good, good fun, fun to good fun to talk about every robot in great detail don't miss it set your um subscription bells on youtube and on here of course we will be covering yeah. every robot don't you worry about that oh um sam uh do you want some do you want some spice go on let's battle give me some, bots give me some spice battle bots haven't released the list yet they haven't no no <laughs> They haven't released the list yet. I'm I'm checking like twice a day at the minute, just in case, because as soon as it hits, you know that we'll be there. Oh yeah, like literally, as as soon as it's dropped, we will be releasing it. Trust me, we will be on it like hotcakes. But um, until that moment, but yeah, we have to wait. <laughs> Boo, sad times. Yeah, basically. Um, but with this, this stuff we we can talk about while we're here. Um, we can. First thing first is uh, one of the additions to last season, which I personally really enjoyed, has come back again for 2020, and that is Jenny Taft. Yes, uh, one of one of the best hits commentators that we've had in uh, ever, I'd say. Well, it's, it's because it's she, her it's her job for me. As, as, oh yeah, definitely. But she's she's probably the, one of the most sort of qualified people to to be doing it, and she does it just so well. Um, the the presenting team of last year, I think, is the best it's ever been, um, and I'm I'm happy that it's it's back again for 2020. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's really good to have Jenny back. I think she she analysed and kind of dissected it much more of like a sport rather than you know Chris and Kenny, who are obviously very good commentators. That you know they they're very good at what they do, but they don't go into the back and say, okay, you know, why are you doing this? Why is this being repaired on? You know, worked on now? Why is this happening? Mm. Jenny was very good they, at that. They have researchers for that, Chris and Kenny. They, that's that's as you said. It's not really their job. Uh, um, their, their job is to, to commentate on the fights, and yes, they need to know what's happening between fights and that. And, and they get, I believe, um, it was in the the ESC Chris Rose interview that they said that they get a full binder pack up of every robot um, and and what's changed, what's new, and all that stuff. Whereas Jenny is is there on the floor. She's doing that, that job 
for camera and it's it's really great to see that side it's a side to BattleBots we hadn't seen all that much in the past uh, we started to see it with the uh what was it called that that weird youtube series um uh, i, I um, couldn't tell you it, but it was it was really good though reincarnated was it something like that i can't remember yeah something like that i can't remember what it's called that's gonna annoy me now yeah but um resurrection yeah resurrection that was it yes um it was it was a really good series that um and i'm glad that they sort of leaned into it with the genital sections last year and we got a few of those on youtube some of them on facebook as supporters uh and and some of them on the show uh yeah uh, i really liked it i really enjoyed all of it yeah it was it was very good and uh, i'm glad that she will be uh, back for the new season um of course as are chris kelly and Farouk, um unsurprisingly uh, staying on um other than jenny of course there are other robots that this week have now confirmed that they are at BattleBots 2020, or just you know new images of them. Uh, the first being Copperhead. Which... Yeah, so there's it's been a full full rundown of what is new, what is changed of Copperhead over on Robert Cohen's YouTube channel. Um, he put up a video in the week, and I always enjoy when these videos come out. Robert Cohen does an amazing job of breaking down the fights that they've been in and what went wrong, what what happened. Um, what they can do to improve it and they always or they have done for the last couple of series this one uh, being the second of these um done it done a rundown of copperhead as a robot what it is how it works um and especially for this year what's changed from last year and what's what stayed the same i think quite a lot of it has actually stayed the same um there are a few minor changes which i always think think that's a, a better option is is change things do little changes so yep. that you're not changing the machine so much that you don't know how it's going to run anymore. I think it's where Hypershock might have fallen down in the 2018 season is they changed too much too quickly. Um, yep. And ever since then, they've been doing little changes to it and, and getting it better and better. Yeah, it's, it's how bite force of one, two seasons, basically. Yeah, it's it's evolution rather than revolution. I think that's the, the term. Yeah. Um, and I think it's worked out quite well in uh, Copperhead's favour this season. It looks like a damn fine robot. Not that it didn't last season, but you know they've had a year to get used to it, how it works, and I think they'll be all the more dangerous for it. Um, the same can't be said, though, of the next robot, uh, which took a season out, um, the uh, driver-builder uh, Zoe Stevenson had a baby, and this season they're back with Chomp. Um, yes. And good God, this thing is enormous. I mean, I know it's 500 pounds, but my God, it's like a bed. <laughs> it is. It's, it's huge. Uh, it's, it's a personal moving device, as uh, some of the videos would suggest on their Facebook page. It is absolutely colossal. There is, I don't know whether something from classic BattleBots, I can't remember the name of it, uh, but pressure it drop. would be as big as this version. Well, pre pressure, it's pressure drop, yeah. It's basically pressure, pressure drop, but scaled up massively, because pressure drop, I believe, was a middleweight. I, correct me if I'm wrong, comments. Um, because this thing is no very idea. similar. It's, it's basically a, 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 swinging, a swinging hammer on a turret, and it walks, yeah. and it's wonderful, and I love it. It just looks spectacular, just to look at the naked chassis. Obviously, got a big, mm. big load of armor to protect it, but it, my God, my God. <laughs> Huge. Yeah. Uh, I, 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 it is, it's not only one of the heaviest BattleBots to ever compete. In fact, I think it is the heaviest BattleBot ever to compete. Um, it's, it's a really cool design. Um, they've obviously gone away and, and looked at where uh, the last version of Chomp didn't do so well, and that's 
sort of staying upright. This version, I will challenge you to get it over. Um, <laughs> and if you do, they can get back up again. Um, you ain't never going to keep them down, as the song might say. Um, yeah, this version of Chomp is just, oh, it's, it's hench, it's colossal, it's just, it, it, it dominates. Like, I've seen a picture of it in the battle box, and it takes up, it feels like it takes up a quarter of the battle box. <laughs> it is massive. huge. It really is. It's a monster, and I can't wait to see it in action. Yeah, it should, um, it should be very I've exciting. I've heard rumours that their, their lovely new hammer has some poke to it. Let's put it that that, that put it uh, puts it very uh, sort of lightly. Yeah, very lightly. Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll see how Chop gets on. Obviously, it's it's extremely exciting to see that team back as well. They always you know have an incredibly well engineered robot. Maybe not the most mm. effective, but certainly a potent weapon as well. You oh, know. They are they are one of the teams that I feel innovates the most um they obviously they went for the the it's not artificial uh, it's not ai is the is the term um it's, it's like assisted so yeah. their, their weapon system before was on a it could watch to see where the opponents were going it was semi-autonomous and and yeah. it could do things for itself but there was obviously somebody at the other end controlling it i wonder if they'll keep some of that tech on board, perhaps with the uh, with the rotating uh, axe turret, that might be a good idea to have it on board that, so they can just track to see where the opponent is, turn and smack. Um, we'll just have to wait and see. Uh, we haven't heard on that one. No, we'll have to wait and see and see how that one pans out. Of course, they are the only team, of course, to beat Bite Force in history. So maybe they can have a they are a nice glory run like they did um, back in 2016. Who knows? So the next robot we're, we'll talk about probably is going to be uh, one of our international teams, one of very few this year. Uh, it's Atom Number Ninety Four, uh, which is this uh, sort of vertical spinner or dual disc vertical spinner, uh, four weapon pulleys on it, which is just madness. And uh, that thing will be tricky to stop unless you get all four at once. Um, it's got quite a high ground clearance. It's sort of I thought Black Dragon had quite high ground clearance last year until I saw Atom Ninety Four this year and. It's incredible that they've managed to fit all the tech into such a thin chassis. Um, but they've done it, and they, they've come from India, the first Indian team to compete on BattleBots ever, I believe. Um, it's a, it's a good-looking robot. Again, I've heard that it's got, a bit of, it's got a bit of smack to it. I've seen a test video, actually, they put it on their Facebook, um, them, them versus a wheel, and it, it really does chuck it about. Um, yeah, it, it looks like a competent machine. Yeah, it certainly does. It looks very good, I have to say. It's, you know, it's not... For, for a nation which doesn't have the biggest pedigree in robot combat, I feel like it's mm. a really good first showing in BattleBots. Um, yeah. Kind of like how Railgun Max of One Who were for, for China last year. You yeah. know, I'd be amazed if they do as well as those two machines because they both did very well on, in their own right. But I think, you know, Atom number 84, it's not bad. You know, nah. I don't think it's going to set the world alight, but it's it's very very solid, and you know, credit to them for getting this machine ready and raring to go for the new BattleBot season. I mean, getting anybody across to America from another country must At this point, have been a yeah. massive challenge. So, yeah, it's it's massive kudos to the team for for managing to get the robot there and and having fun and competing with it and. You know, it's an, it's another country to uh, to wave a flag versus the, the US, and you've got to respect that as as a country that has one robot 
competing for them this year as well. You, you sort of you want to stand up for the, the little guys against the big US bots. <laughs> um, obviously, we we like the US bots, and of course. Uh, yeah, I think most of us have, have picked US bots to win this year. But who cares? Um, <laughs> we'll. We'll see. We'll change our stories, whatever happens. <laughs> we'll, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Um, next up is, a, is an American robot, which, to be fair, last season just turned up and did okay uh, in yeah. the form of Mad Catter. This year, they've gone a radically different direction, and it looks like a very solid machine. I adore the new Mad Catter. The artwork. So it has... Oh, it's so pure. It, right, so... Anybody who knows classic Robot Wars will liken this robot like they did with Hydra to a robot named Agrobot um, because of its stunning artwork, um, its wild sort of characteristics. And this thing just, it it, promo- it blurs the lines between Artbot and like actual competitive robot. Um, obviously, they've, they've looked at um, what they've taken to China in the past with Cat King. Uh, which has always done quite well, I think. Uh, it's it's not been one to sniff at. Some dominant wins against some other dominant robots in the competition, um, and I, I I don't want to call these guys dark horses. I think they've earned the right to just be called good robots, and uh, I have them down in my top sixteen, oh, uh, along with <laughs> Copperhead, who we spoke about earlier. Um, yeah, I I have high hopes for Mad Catter. Um, they've obviously got the the flaming axe setup we've seen in the past uh, with things like blacksmith. Um, they've they've taken that on board this year. They've got the axe back again. Uh, they've got the vertical spinner setup in in several different formats. They've got front wedges. They've got lifters. They've got all the bits, as as Donald Thump, team captain, uh, might say. Um, yeah, it's it looks like a competent robot, and I I have high hopes for it. I think describing it as an art bot is a little bit hard, like not not harsh, but like describing it is a bit um, incorrect in a sense where it's it is clearly just a a competitive robot which has a fantastic paint job. Yeah, it's it's what I meant by blurring the lines between it because it is it is a work of art, but it's not the usual sense art bot which oh you know might do well might not. Uh, I think a lot of people referred to the old version of Sharko as an art bottle. Um, it was still quite competent know. in that sense. Yeah. So I think more and more we're seeing robots that, that look absolutely stunning and still have function as well as form. And and that is a massive win for me. Yeah, absolutely. I can't wait to see Mad Catter in action this season. Um, even if we can't tell where the robot actually came from. <laughs> yeah. With us tracking down the history of it's... all the teams associated with uh, <laughs> with that them is is just mind-boggling yeah because it, it yeah it, it borrows a lot of uh, cues from uh, its chinese cousin cat king which is related to warhawk and big deal yeah. and so on and so forth oh god so difficult to um to work <laughs> let's out. not go back down that rabbit hole i've already been no, <laughs> been down it for an hour tonight let's let's not let's move on instead to a robot which i think again you can't call it a dark horse because it did so well last season and the season mm. before but is a very serious threat for championships i feel and i think rotator definitely could be in that conversation again this season yeah um i think they were unlucky to not make the top 16 last time they had a, a tricky fight against blacksmith um yeah, it was a win in Rin, wasn't it it was a win in it Rin. was um and to be honest i can see why they were in the win and you're in but taking out tombstone i think puts you 
higher on my list than Blacksmith's season last year. Well, um, they were both two and two, weren't they? They were, but it's it's about that strength of schedule, which I feel like they sort of they ignored for the sake of more fights, which I can understand from an entertainment perspective. The, the, but, the thing, the thing um, was though, with with um, with with rotator, you couldn't put them in the top eight. That was the problem because no. you're not going to take Bite Force out because it won four fights. You're not going to take Witch Doctor out because they won four fights. You're not going to take out Hydra because they won four fights. Same with Death Roll. And then you've got Tombstone on three and one, which is, you know, you're not not going to take Tombstone out, are you? You're not going to take Tombstone out, no. Um, I mean, they had had a a difficult win against Gruff, um, but still, on on a spectacle point of view, it was... An incredible fight, and yeah. the problem, you know, deservedly so won it. The problem uh, they based had, on those rules. Yeah, if if they'd have gone three and one, I'm fairly sure they'd have been in, in instead of Whiplash. But because they lost two, they couldn't put them above yeah. Whiplash, who only lost to Witch Doctor. So it was. Yeah, I can understand yeah. why. Um, you know, there there are several robots. I the winning you're in is is a tricky topic for me, and I feel like there are so, several robots like. Hydra and Huge, uh, not Hydra, Hypershock and Huge, um, I don't feel should have had to fight for their places. I, I feel both had earned their places. Um, mm. But yeah, it, it it was it was a decision made and um, hopefully they, they're going to look at something different for this year because I think it did spark a lot of controversy for mm. some of the robots that were there. Um, Rotator, on the other hand, I do I do feel like they'll, they'll be more, more comfortable this season. Let's face it, mm. the, the field you know, for want of a better word, is a little bit weaker than last season, if only for the fact that there's less big names there. But at the yeah. same time, you know, they are still a big fish in in a relatively, you know, small pond. And I think they, they will be really tough to beat Rotator. So I, I hope we get to see them do quite well this time around. Yeah, I mean, they've got the modularity. They, they've got a lot going for them. I think um, they, they could pull it out of the bag this time. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> A very different design we're seeing this year is uh, a wonderful robot named Smee, which is this long, sort of wedge-shaped uh, robot. It's, it's. I think the idea is that it's got two robot sections, one at either end of this long wedge, um, a wide wedge, I suppose, is a better way of putting it. And uh, I think the idea is they can wrap around their opponents and sort of trap it or... or um, push towards arena hazards and that sort of thing. It's a very strange design, uh, not something anybody's tried before. But in a season where the uh, the height restrictions have been um, have been changed so that you have to go smaller than you'd like, um, obviously exploit width next. Well, I mean, first of all, I think you haven't given the name enough justice here. <laughs> Sorry, do you want, do you want, do you want to give it another go? I'll go. I'll go with. <clears throat> I'll have a drink first. Hang on. I'll try and make sure. It sounds can... like a good idea. <sighs> right, here we go. Smee. <laughs> Much better. Besides, right. Um, it's a harmonized smoke. It's me. <laughs> the widest thing I've ever seen in my life. Now, the, <laughs> it is based off a beetle weight i believe or maybe a feather i'm not entirely sure which i'm um, I've, i seem to recall seeing a smaller weight class version yeah yeah i can't remember which one it's called it, it is a feather or a beetle but 
there is a smaller weight class version but the 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 concept itself is wonderful it's just so wide and how do you approach a robot like that unless you can get over it probably yeah with a lot of difficulty um it, I, I'm intrigued more than anything. I'm intrigued to see what it does first of all, and how it does it in the in the box. <laughs> um, I think it's it's going to be definitely one to watch as uh, something that's going to put on quite the show. It's just such a strange robot, and I'm here for it. I'm yeah, you know, I'm all for wacky <laughs> designs. I'm all for you know just unusual concepts, and this is definitely that. You know, it's just such a brilliant thing. And I hope it gets we get to see some fun fights with it. It's just a weird and wonderful robot, and God bless the team for making a heavyweight version of Smee. Right, moving on. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, and we got our first little look at uppercuts. We did uh, top sixteen last time around, um, maybe mm. fortuitously, but you know they did manage to get in there, and they did. They were credit for it. They won their their win and you're in fair and square. They beat, you know. It, it reminds solid me of the um the fight we saw the previous year, the uh, the Brutus versus Endgame versus uh, Warhawk fight, where Endgame had it until it did, and in this case, um, both Railgun and, and Bloodsport might have had it until such a time as Uppercut did them in, and then. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah I think they were quite surprised to a lot of people um, and and did very well out of it. So, yeah, top 16 competitors. Uh, you can't argue with that. No, you can't. And as, as well as that, like, you know, as, again, yes, they were maybe quite fortunate to be in the top 16 due to their draw. At the same time, you still have to win those fights. And they did beat, mm. you know, they beat Mammoth and they beat they beat Scorpios last they time They did. They were, Scorpios were looking at a 4-0 season and yeah. until Uppercut came along. Yeah, that's ridiculous when you think about it. It was uppercut the ones that stopped them. Um, and fair play to them yeah. for doing so. And they did a brilliant job. Hopefully they can have just as good a season this year. One of the um, MIT teams uh, competing yeah. at BattleBots this year. So we'll have to see how they get on. It, it's it's a very interesting robot. And hopefully we'll get to see that uh, Fist of Fury <laughs> go through some more opponents. Oh, yes. And I just want to take this opportunity to say that both Uppercut and Scorpius this season are sponsored by yo-yo companies. They are indeed, um, which is which excellent. It's just it's magical. Based on last year's uh, little yo-yo tournament they had, both teams have yo-yos. I kind of want yo-yos now. Yes, who doesn't when you look at those two um, robots? Um, thankfully, this week, there is no live scene at Lowdown. Jesus Christ, Meg. The hell's should, going on? We have like a child door or a baby <laughs> door in front of the um the office so that Meg can't come in and eat Terry's poo from his litter tray. And she nice. decided to try and get claw her way in, but she wasn't able to do it. Meggy, no, no, Meggy, no. <laughs> That's not for you. You've got to stay there. You've got to uh, stay there. Sam, I've, I've just realised as well. The bot brawl Canada, which is the last thing on the list, is uh, is our live thing. <laughs> Oh, it is right. Cool. It's, okay. it's one backyard event that was done on Twitch yesterday. Okay, um, well, we, I we have can, no more information than that. We can we can just include that as well. We're gonna cut it anyway. So the amount of cutting I have to do this week. Oh boy, <laughs> stressful. Right. 
coming on to the live scene uh, for this week. We only have one story to tell you. Um, it's of an event called Bro- Bot Brawl Canada. Um, yeah. I'll be honest, I don't know much about it. So uh, our dear friend uh, Liam Haddock, who uh, was heavily involved in Extreme Robots and, and still is on the on the graphics front and editing all the uh, videos to go up on the YouTube channel, um, he helped to organise... Uh, a backyard live event uh, yesterday that they broadcast on Twitch. Um, gotta love that Twitch robot combat action. Um, I got very much into Motorama earlier in the year, so gotta love a bit <laughs> did, of it. Um, indeed. Um, yeah, th- this this was a, a fun event. Uh, I haven't heard who's won it. I, I I have no more information other than that at the time of recording, but um, I do know that they are planning some more events uh, within the next month or so, and there are more in the pipeline so long as uh, lockdowns don't prevent. So uh, it's all COVID-friendly, all socially distant, and um, looked like a lot of fun. Uh, I believe it's Amway and Beetleweight that they are doing, uh, sort of like how uh, how some of the events were doing over here a few months ago. Um, yeah, do do check it out if you if you get the chance. If it's, I think it's probably going to still be up on the um on the twitch stream there's a link to which in the uh in the show notes below yep absolutely if it's still up if we Uh, we remember um, yeah if the link goes then sorry you weren't fast enough (laughs) yeah uh and from the wider internet community this week we have uh lego wars we do friday night robot combat is back um it's it's very sort of classic robot wars style um i've i've been enjoying watching it taking my friday evening out uh we've been watch partying it actually every time it's come on uh, um two episodes out so far uh the the round of 16 has been completed in those two episodes no spoilers here um it was so much fun to record so much fun to watch back um all the people involved so um from from here you've got um david harrison at the helm uh he's the, the mind behind it he's done all of the editing and he he also made uh, all of the robots for this series, um, which is just, it's mind boggling the amount of man hours that go into making these things. Um, having made a Lego robot myself, it is a challenge um, to, to get it to work, to get, get it functional and uh, to, to make sure it stays together. Um, on the commentary team uh, is uh, Anderson, uh, obviously fans of the Robocast will know Anderson mm-hmm. as um, somebody who uh, can talk the talk and walk the walk. Um, I was involved in driving the robots as well. Great fun to do. Uh, and I made some of the, the visual bits. And the other person who's done visuals for the series is the Seaborg, um, who's who's done all the sort of up next fight bits, um, put all them together. It's very well crafted. It's a labour of love. And I heartily recommend that you go and check it out. Have I plugged that enough? <laughs> yes, and it was, and it was, it is very good. I, I, I highly, highly recommend you go and watch it as well. Um, speaking of the Seaborg, he's actually doing a little bit of work for me. You might be able to see something of that soon, uh, ladies ooh, and gentlemen. Ooh, ooh. Yeah. Mm. Well, he might also be doing something for me as well in the future. <laughs> um, we move Somebody on. Somebody nicked my bloody robot thing. Yeah. Um, the, the well. Quick beat behind the curtain here. Um, Jevon sends me a list of things we're going to talk about every week. Uh, he is the research behind the Robocast Newsweek. Uh, what he's literally sent me is just dead metal. Uh, I'm assuming yeah. that's not uh, 
I'm assuming that's not just the regular Robot Wars Dead Metal, but in fact, it's Jamie McCarg's Dead Metal. It is indeed Jamie McCarg's Dead Metal, Very which good. I don't think anyone can ever talk about enough. Um, no. it, it is just truly wonderful. So Jamie has started uploading videos of the build of Dead Metal to uh, his YouTube channel, Kaylee Creations. So um, if you want to see the entire process start to finish of, of Dead Metal coming to life once again, um, do go and check that out over on YouTube. Again, links in the show notes below um, and over on the Facebook page, probably. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So that pretty much rounds off things for the Robocast Newsweek this week. We hope you've enjoyed listening to our many ramblings and our renditions of SME. Um, if you want to let us know your <laughs> renditions of SME, you can uh, find us at World of Woodrow or at Sam Elliott 64 on all social medias and YouTube. Um, you can rate us, share us, do whatever you like to us if you feel the need to. If you want to, you know, say how we're not good enough, you can leave a comment somewhere. I'm sure I'll find it. Yeah. Um, we'll read that one dark evening. <laughs> yeah, we will. We will. <laughs> we'll get some beers in. Um, yeah. <laughs> but other than that, I have been Sam Elliott, 64. I have been World Goodrow. And we will see you next week, hopefully all being well for more yes. robocast newsweek we'll see you then tara <laughs>